Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, on today's podcast, I want to dream a little. We've heard recently over the last couple of months that Disney is planning on spending about $3 billion in enhancements, and we think it's primarily to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, maybe the number's a little bit hyperbole, it might be expanded a little bit, who knows? And who knows what exactly it includes, because there's no real certainty around anything when it comes to Disney and what they're planning. But I think it's safe to say that there's going to be some changes, enhancements, improvements, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, some of this money may include things like uh, some of the D- Disney Vacation Club properties that they're already building or already have on the, on the plate that they're going to build. It could also include some of the uh, road improvements and some of the things that they're doing uh, for, like, say, uh, what was downtown Disney and is becoming Disney Springs because there's a capital investment, and I'm sure that some of it was deferred as far as payments go. So it may be included in there as well. It may also include some of the things that are under construction right now around the Walt Disney World property. It's hard to say. It's also possible that some of that money would include some enhancements to Disneyland, especially since we hear that Disneyland is going to be getting some version of the Magic Bands and Fast Pass Plus and everything in the next year or so. So that could be some of the investment that they have to uh, bring in as well. Now, of course, some of it, uh, the money, if you look at Walt Disney World, could be spent on some infrastructure improvements. Uh, certainly, you know, the, the Disney property is now 40 years old, and there's a lot of uh, infrastructure things that they could be doing better. I mean, a lot of technology has changed, and certainly infrastructure does age, and you have to uh, do upgrades to it occasionally. So certainly that's part of it. And perhaps technology advancements may be part of it too. You know, further enhancing what uh, the Magic Bands can do and how they link together and those types of things may be included in some of the investment. But let's talk about some of the more tangible things, things that you might see. If we look around the Walt Disney World Resort and we think about primarily the four theme parks, let's dream a little and think about what they could do. So if we take on the Magic Kingdom first, that's probably the one that has the least amount of time and money that's going to be spent on improvements. Now, that's not to say there couldn't be improvements, but the fact that they increased Fantasyland's size and scope over the last several years probably means they're not going to spend a lot of energy and time there. But they could, certainly. If you look around over in Adventureland, you see the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Now, how many of you, by show of hands, have ever seen the Swiss Family Robinson movie? I'm going to guess the number is pretty low. I can't actually see you, unfortunately, so I don't know. But I suspect that the number is kind of low, that a lot of you haven't seen that movie in the past. It's a pretty good movie, and Disney uh, did a good job with putting it together, but it's in the very distant past, and the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is not very interactive. You walk up, you walk down, you see some things that you might have seen in the film, and in the early 1970s, yeah, it was kind of fun to see, 
but today it kind of loses something. And so a lot of times people just avoid the treehouse just because it's not that interesting. So I have to wonder if that will be an area that could use some improvement. Now across the way from it, right across the street, they're building a, as I understand it, a Jungle Cruise-themed restaurant, which could be interesting, has some interesting possibilities. So certainly there will be a restaurant there, I'm just not positive that it's a Jungle Cruise-themed restaurant. But it should be an interesting prospect, and there should be some interesting things they'll be doing there, and uh, that may be included in some of the capital costs, I'm not entirely sure. Other than that, the only other places I can think of that would could potentially take in some money to make some changes would be over in Tomorrowland. If you look at uh, Stitch's Great Escape, that could certainly use an overhaul. There are some things there that, uh, that need some changes. And if you kind of go up a little bit, the uh, ra- raceway, uh, the Grand Prix raceway, could potentially use some enhancements as well. It's uh, old gas cars, and you know the, the track has been the same for a long time. Perhaps you could give it a facelift, maybe produce new cars to put in there, maybe environmentally friendly ones, who knows. But there's some opportunities there, I think, or maybe to replace it with something a little more space-age or modern or whatever you want, however you want to look at it. So I think there's some uh, possibilities there, and that, that would be one area I would think they could focus on on making some changes, and I think Tomorrowland would give them the biggest bang for the buck. So that for the Magic Kingdom, I think that's pretty much all they could do. I, I don't think there's enough room to do much else uh, at this point in time. Now, if we switch to Epcot and we look around Epcot, the one thing we know they're doing is they're increasing the capacity of Soren. They're adding a third show building, so you can actually have three rides running instead of just the two. Right now, there's two big screens with the, uh, with the rides, and uh, they'll be adding a third one, so there'll be more capacity there. And I think that's a tremendous thing, and that's, that's big, and I think that'll make a big difference in terms of uh, how the... Uh, the flow works a little bit. Other than that, I think the biggest area that could use some improvements is over by uh, where the University of Energy and where the former Wonders of Life Pavilion sit. The University of Energy has been sitting there forever, uh, and it's been essentially the same ride for the last 20 years, and for 10 years before that it was a different ride. So I think there's some opportunities to maybe make some enhancements to that, to maybe do something with the Wonders of Life Pavilion, maybe make it a little more interesting, up-to-date. It's been closed for a long time. Um, it was only open seasonally or you know, operation operated on occasion for some period of time, and now it's just used for events like the Food and Wine Festival. I have to wonder if somewhere along the way they will actually do something with that building, perhaps tear it down and replace it with something else, but maybe this is the time to invest in it. I also have to wonder if it's finally time to do more with the uh, World Showcase and maybe add a couple of new countries to kind of host. So you've got a lot of plots of land there. You can almost double the number of countries that are there. I think it's pretty close to that. So I have to wonder if they're going to finally come through and fill in some of those countries that they've been long rumored to come. Now, you know, the question, I, I know I've talked about this on a bunch of podcasts, it's not that they're looking for investments from countries. They're looking for, for sponsors that represent those countries' interests in some way. So as you look at different countries that they could bring in, they're looking for somebody to help sponsor it and kind of defray the cost. But if they've got $3 billion to spend, perhaps they could do a lot of the construction on their own without having to bring in a sponsor necessarily, though a sponsor might help to defray it and make it a better, an easier decision. So we'll see. I just find that really interesting because I think there's an opportunity here to finally move it along a little bit and make some changes to Epcot 
And I know Epcot will never be what it was when it first opened. It's something else. I mean, you look at Norway and you think, wow, they're putting the Frozen-themed ride in there, and you go, okay. And you see other things that are kind of happening around, and you start thinking that maybe it's just you know, character-based and you know, story-based and all of these other things, but you could expand the concept a little bit and maybe still keep some of the flavor, the essence of Epcot in place. We'll see. But I just see an opportunity there, and I think that Disney probably would take advantage of that if they've got a lot of working capital to finally make Epcot a little bit more up-to-date, let's say. So that was, that's what I was thinking in Epcot. Uh, if I look over at the Animal Kingdom, of course, the major thing is they're building an Avatar Land. And I don't know how much of the actual construction they've done. You can see from the outside and from aerial views that there's a, like a giant mountain that's coming in. And they built a couple of show buildings. Now, how much beyond that? they've done? I really don't know. So they may need a, an influx of capital into that project in order to continue it, expand it, make it what they want it to be, to give it the richness that they want. Yeah, they've already got it planned and it was probably already budgeted, but they may be including some of that in the cost, cost estimate that they've thrown out. Can't say for sure, but it certainly seems like that's a possibility. I know they've been talking about doing a nighttime show at the Animal Kingdom, so there's a uh, possibility that some of the costs would come from perhaps building a little stage there and uh, putting together the show and uh, figuring out what they want to do. Uh, hard to say exactly. And then I also think that over by Rafiki's Planet Watch, there's still an opportunity to do some improvements over there. There's a lot of, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say duds, but some, some things that aren't as interesting over there. So certainly there's an opportunity to maybe enhance on it, make something a little better, a little more interesting, a little more compelling in some ways, so people might want to actually go to Planet Watch and really take it in. It's neat and it's interesting, but it's, it's kind of got the mindset of the old Disney where from the 1980s or so, they were thinking very small scale. You know, they're thinking much more grandiose now, so I wonder if they'll do something more that would give them a little bit more uh, oomph and people would want to go over there. Animal Kingdom is one where I think they want to try and get people in more of the day and uh, make sure that it's open later so that people will stay and those types of things, but they still have to balance that with the animals and, you know, the animal needs and making sure they don't disturb their habitat. So there's, you know, there's a couple of pieces to that, but I think they could do a little bit more with the richness there and kind of building up sort of the, the theming of it. Now, before I get to the last park, I also wanted to throw out there that the uh, Disney Springs area, what used to be downtown Disney, is undergoing a massive makeover, and that's pretty much what already been invested in. I mean, I think you've pretty well spent the money at this point. But I wonder if they defrayed some of the costs or including some of those in here as well, or some of the future enhancements that they're planning to make there to make it a little more interesting and compelling with some of the uh, capital improvements they've done and some of the other restaurants and buildings and so forth that they're putting in there. Have to wonder if that's part of it as well, or if there's other interesting things that are going in there. There's also a rumored fifth gate that they're thinking about. Whether they would actually put in a fifth gate, I don't know. Essentially meaning a fifth theme park. And I don't know if they would do that, um, but it's certainly a possibility, I would think. Though I think expanding some of, the, some of the parks that they already have would be much more likely than building another park. Because I don't know what they would do with the other park. What, you know, what would the thematic part of it be? So I, I kind of doubt that one, but I have heard that one thrown around, and I just kind of you know shake my head a little bit and go, yeah, I don't think so, but you never know. That could certainly be on Disney's radar as something that they want to do. And of course, with the Western Way expansion, uh, the hotels that they're building on the western part of the property, you've got to believe that some of the infrastructure and uh, build-out costs of things they're doing there probably are included in the $3 billion, because uh, there's a lot of things that they'd like to do on that western edge, and who knows, there could be some other shopping and dining that goes out there too, similar to what downtown Disney used to be, where it's a smaller scale dining, uh, dining and shopping area. You don't know, but it certainly seems like that's a possibility. 
And now back to the last theme park that I kind of left off the list here, and that's the uh, what was Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, there's a lot of uh, rumors and speculation about what's going to happen with it. The couple of things that we do know, it's going to get a massive makeover, and it's going to get a name change. So the name change, we don't know what it's going to be exactly, but we think it's going to come somewhere along the lines of uh, if Disney's California Adventure is what that's called in California, this may be called something along the lines of Disney's Hollywood Adventure. And what they're thinking is, rather than seeing how movies are made, you get to be a part of kind of being in the movie and seeing it and seeing it being produced and kind of being in the movie in some way. So rather than watching them film a movie or make a movie like they used to do with what the uh, original MGM Studios was all about, they're thinking about maybe making it a little bit more immersive where you're watching, you know, sort of the being in the movie. So there's certainly a lot of speculation about what's going to happen as a result of this. And I think it's safe to say that the only things that will not be affected by this are the, uh, uh, the uh, Tower of Terror, the Rock and Roller Coaster, the anything in Pixar place there where, we, where you have especially the Toy Story Midway Mania. And uh, I think that might pretty much be it. I think everything else has the possibility of being uh, demolished or changed or completely overhauled. So if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard toward the theater, and I think the theater will probably stay intact. Um, they just updated the movie, so the movie update or an update to the, the ride itself could come later, though I think that's probably on the radar as well. Uh, you actually could see that everything else in the park could change. Now, I know they, they want to keep Star Tours because they want to have the Star Wars land uh, the way it is, so Star Tours itself will probably stay the way it is, though the um, facade for it and some of the other things around it will probably change. So you'll probably see all of that change. Now, what could we see there? That's where the dreaming comes in. That's where the fun part is. You could have an ex a complete expansion of Star Wars lands where you could have a lot of different things happening. You could have a Star Wars, uh, more Star Wars rides. You could have more uh, show-type things where they're, they're doing things. You could have a permanent home for some of the, uh, some of the ongoing Star Wars uh, releases and showing you what the latest is and the latest technology and the latest movie and the latest show and whatever else they might be doing. So when you do Star Wars Weekends as a permanent fixture, it has been anyway for the last almost 20 years, you could uh, certainly have a place where everybody could go to, to be a part of this Star Wars uh, piece. So you could use that, a part of that land for that. There's also talk of removing the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular and replacing it with an Indiana Jones-themed ride similar to what they have over in uh, uh, Disneyland Paris, where you would actually be going along on a roller coaster and kind of experiencing something along the lines of a, an Indiana Jones story. So that's certainly a, uh, something that's intriguing. And then from there, uh, I think the one thing they want to do is make more Pixar-themed pieces uh, in place. So you've got the Toy Story Midway Mania, but other than that, what else do you have, right? So you look around and you go, wow, they could do a lot more. They could do more with Monsters, Inc. They could do more creative thoughts about some of the other movies like Up or perhaps um, A Bug's Life or uh, some other things along those lines where they could just kind of grow the presence of... So you feel like you're in some sort of a Pixar movie in some ways, so they could do it more thematically. When you look over toward uh, the central part where the prop shop is, and there's the restaurant there, and that would be on the back side of where New York Street is, you've got the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out more than 20 years ago, so you have to figure that there's an opportunity there to change it and make it more compelling and more interesting and maybe make it more like A Bug's Life or something else where it would fit in. You could still have a playground, but you could make it a little bit 
make it fit a little better in terms of some Pixar thing, theme thing that you could have there. So I think Disney's Hollywood Studios is really the one that's going to get the bulk of the money for a huge overhaul. I wouldn't be surprised to see it have one big thing, uh, kind of like you had the Sorcerer's Hat in there for a long time. The Sorcerer's Hat was a, a nice way to kind of uh, draw your attention to something that was a uh, focal point. So in the, the California Adventure, you have the giant roller coaster with the Mickey Mouse face on it. That's the focal point. You need to have some sort of a focal point here, and I think that's what they're going to do is create something that would be a focal point. So I think a lot of the buildings and other stuff that, that are along the, the uh, that part of uh, back by Echo Lake are going to be gone. I think probably a lot of the things around Echo Lake will be gone. And I think some of the restaurants on the front side of the park will also uh, be demolished as a result of this or altered in some way where they're significantly different than what they were. It's just my opinion. Um, and I think that uh, probably with the kind of reintroduction of the Muppets into the franchise, I think you're going to see a different show for the Muppets come up and uh, probably do away with the Muppet Vision 3D and come up with something else. So you could use that land part of, as part of what Star Wars land is going to be and then move the Muppets to somewhere else where it's more appropriate so they're not kind of in the middle. Because I think what happens is they're kind of stuck there in the middle. And it's a great location for the Muppet Vision 3D for the way the Disney's Hollywood Studios was, but I think for the way they want it to be, it's not in the right location. I think there's also the Lights, Camera, Motor Cards show in the back will probably also have an impact. Um, they probably will discontinue the uh, show at some point and uh, use that space for some of the expansion that they have in mind. So I kind of look at it this way. There's a couple of things that they, that they could do. They could have you know, more Star Wars land, do something with the Indiana Jones, do more things with Pixar. They could probably do an animation part where they talk about some of their great animated movies. Um, so you could take that animation courtyard and you could do more with the animated movies over there and talk about some of the great animated movies Disney has had, both in the distant past and in the recent past, and then talk about some of the ones that are upcoming. You could still have your character meets and other things, but I think you could really take advantage of the fact that you would have this sort of animated piece. And then you could also have the Muppet area, where you'd have the uh, Muppets and they would have a larger presence in the park rather than just one show building. You could do a lot more with them and make it a little more compelling and interesting. What gets lost in there, though, is all of the little props and essentials and other things like the, um, the fountain that came from the movie Splash. You know, again, show of hands, how many people remember the movie Splash? It's probably lost to history now. Great film, really funny. Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks, John Candy. Great film. Most people walk right by the, uh, the fountain that's there. And it's understandable to a large degree. And so you could certainly take that out and you could rearrange the, the pathways and so forth and make it a little bit more interesting and use your space a little differently to take advantage of the fact that you've got new movies you want to show and something you want to showcase and make it a little more immersive in the sense of I've got more facades and more things and more, more other things I can do. You think about over the years, they've tried to figure out how to include you know, Woody and Buzz and they created a, a facade for Al's Toy Barn for a period of time where they were signing autographs. And beginning in the recent past up until now, they've had Tomator and Lightning McQueen at a, uh, an area where you can take a picture with them. And that's great, but I think they're probably in the wrong place relative to where the rest of Pixar is. So I think you have an opportunity to kind of rearrange and rethink and kind of refocus your efforts to make Hollywood Studios something more interesting for people. The one thing I'd say about Hollywood Studios, when it first opened, it was a great time. It was good to go there and see all these different things and learn how movies are produced. Then it kind of went through a, a change where it wasn't quite that anymore. It was just sort of, you know, watching backstage in the movies a little bit. And then it went through a change where there really wasn't much there. Uh, you kind of walked around and you went, wow, there's really not much to do here. 
And now it's gone through a change where they have a lot of things going on, but they're not using their space well, considering the number of things that they could do there. You know, when they, when they decided to build the rock and roller coaster in the Tower of Terror down a different street, you know, kind of in the back there, it didn't make sense in a way. It does now because you can rearrange the park a little bit. But at the time, it didn't really make sense because you had to kind of cut off and go around a different way. And you always got caught in traffic when you were trying to walk, walk down that way. But I think there's some tremendous opportunities to do a little bit more with it and make it more interesting and compelling while doing it in segments so you could keep parts of the park open and not have to like cut off guests from certain parts. So for some period of time, you may just direct people into Star Tours but have like you know the areas on either side of it all blocked off where they're doing some construction. And for a period of time when you close the lights, camera, motor car... You could do some other things with uh, some of the other some of the other attractions and make sure they're still there. And then at some point you could build a new Muppets Theater. Then you could close this one. You know, a lot of things you could do, sort of in the order to make sure that there's still things to do at the park every day. So that's where I think the bulk of the money is going to be spent. And I think it's a tremendous thing that they're doing. I really think it's neat that Disney is spending the time and money to invest in the park and invest in the property and do something different. I think that's the one thing about Disney is that they're really good at this point with the amount of money they're making it, reinvesting it into the greater good of their property. Uh, You know, I miss the old days of Disney. Don't get me wrong. I loved it in the 1970s. I really loved it in the 1980s. In the 90s, it was okay, but it was home, right? In the 2000s, it was still fun, but it was different. And then more recently, it's just become this other place. Now, it's not to say that it's good or bad. It's just different. It keeps evolving and changing. And I kind of respect that. I kind of like the fact that they're doing that. And as I learn more about what they're doing with the different properties and the very specific plans, I will lay them out for you. I'll let you know about them. And as I head up to the parks and see some of the drawings or you know, get a chance to, uh, to talk to Imagineers or any other people who might be involved in the development, I will certainly share that with you because I want to know more too. I want to know what they're doing. I'm curious about where they're going with this. You know, what's the plan for the future? You know, what, what are they going to do exactly? What's it going to look like when it's finished? I can't wait to see the conceptual models to kind of see how it all comes together. There's so much there that they could do that I think it's time for them to you know, spend some money and invest in it. So there you go. That was my take on the $3 billion investment that Disney is making into the Walt Disney World Resort and perhaps a little beyond. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there... Please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company.